Welcome in the A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. Uh, I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at RentersWarehouse.com. Uh, Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or checking them out at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. The Bone & Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better service, better rates, better coverage. Learn more about a plan for you at FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z. Zach, I know where he went. Yeah, Zach forgot something. I forgot about Zach. So Zach uh, disappeared. So we'll see uh, if uh, Zach makes it back by the time I need to get this show started with, why oh, he's got what he needs. We've got what he's supposed to have. So there's a couple things about Zach's look today. He has to wear the glasses because the magic bucket said so. For I forgot about that. And yeah, the I, shout yeah. out to, let's see here. Uh, where was Who he? was first? Who was first to notice it? Roy. Yeah. Good job, Roy. Wear the glasses, not so. It, so I, I took it as like Roy saying, "Wear the glasses," but he's <laughs> wear actually, the glasses, you coward. <laughs> he's actually where are the glasses? He forgot the R in the question mark. But Roy, you know that's that's internet communication for you. Yeah, we got it done. So you do look different, and I I couldn't remember like you got a haircut. Was that yesterday? We had we had meetings, Zoom meetings after your haircut yesterday. So. It's not new to me, but yeah. So now you've got more of a goatee look with the glasses. You kind of look like a, a, a 45-year-old dad. Just got to say it. So uh, here's my concept on my look. Uh, so my look, I've gotten, obviously got a haircut. So I got, I went shorter because it it became a little bit warmer yeah. in Nashville, right? Yeah. So 79 is the high today. Right. So I was like, you know, chop it off. And I let my haircut girl, she, she can do whatever the hell she wants. She's just like, yeah do it do as you feel yeah. so that's i got my haircut and then you know and as a man you ever and with a beard you ever look at yourself in the mirror and you get you get your tool and you get trigger happy yeah. and so my concept though and i told you this last year i am uh working my way to the western that's right. handlebar mustache which is next week when i'm in texas but what you have to do, you kind of got to, you know, just like cutting grass. You got to chop it a little bit lower before yeah. it really looks good, you know? Yeah, you can't just scalp it all at once. You have to go in baby steps. So, that, so that's, we, that, get, we get the baby step beard removal uh, coming from Zach today. So, Zach, I, let's think, look at this. 428, 431, 432, 433, 434, 436, 438, 439. <laughs> Those are 40 times of wide receivers yesterday at the NFL Combine. And there are some legitimate names in all those sub-440s that I just read out. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, both Ohio State guys. You got the, the Memphis kid, Calvin Johnson, at 432. Bellis Jones Jr. from Tennessee at 431. The second uh, fastest time of the day. And he's going to be like a 24-year-old rookie because he was in college uh, since the Obama administration. That's not a joke. But uh, Velas Jones Jr., uh, blazing speed. And we'll see what happens with him as a strong senior bowl performance plus a strong combine performance and what happens to him uh, when it comes to his draft stock. But, Zach, two guys who did not run 40s yesterday 
also are known for pretty solid speed. That is the Alabama duo of Jamison Williams, who we talked about some earlier in the week, and also John Mechie, who we haven't talked about so far this uh, draft season because both those guys have torn ACLs they're recovering from, right? And so you're looking at at really what those two guys are and the timeline of this. Uh, we know Jamison Williams tore his ACL in Indianapolis on that same field that these guys ran that those 40s on yesterday on the national championship game, which was on January 10th and then, uh, or 9th, January 9th or 10th, one of those two days. Then you saw uh, John Mechie tear his ACL in the first weekend of December in the SEC championship game. And so two really high-valued wide receivers that have ACL recoveries that they're currently undergoing that did not uh, take part in the NFL Combine. And what happened yesterday, the Titans put out a tweet about these two Alabama receivers and who saw it? A.J. Brown. And here it is, A.J. Brown reacting to the Titans tweet uh, it was to a story from Jim Wyatt. Alabama wide receivers Jamison Williams, John Mechie, both recovering from injuries, can't be ruled out with Titans GM John Robinson's recent draft history. A.J., either one, both are legit. Uh, and, you know, A.J. Brown knows him, some Alabama and SEC wide receivers. So I, I found that to be very interesting because, boom, stamp of approval from 11 right there on both injured Bama wideouts, Jamison Williams and John Mechie. All right, before we get to that, Austin, I want to ask you a question. Why do you think, and maybe it's not, but why do you, why do I feel that so many wide receivers are running such fast times? Like, why do you, do you have a, a, a an idea behind that? I mean, you why, just named them out. Human beings are getting faster. Are yeah, you so you why? think it's just evolution? I mean, yeah, absolutely. You don't think it's just <laughs> the year. No, well, I think, what is it? What, what no, is, that's what I'm asking. I'll let you answer, okay, but that's so why I asked the question. Here's my uh, thoughts on the trends, right? Uh, kids these days, right, as a 30, almost 32-year-old guy, kids these days are growing up and they're specializing in their sports at an earlier age. And they're way ahead of the curve from people my generation, and in, including the people in the generation between. Right, So what's happening? They're specializing in wide receivers on top of getting smarter, knowing uh, how to train more efficiently with your body to become explosive and to get these times and to really work on these times. And I, I kind of find it, it's an evolution of human beings of just getting bigger, faster, stronger as we advance, but also it's the mind on how can we get there faster and how does our training techniques change? I also have a theory. I haven't asked anybody about it. I might text some NFL players and think about it. That if you look at the bench press reps at the combine, you used to see 40 reps, 30 reps, a lot. Like every O-lineman had to have 30 reps on the bench press at 225. You're seeing tight ends. The, the most reps from a tight end had like 20. Like you're not seeing the crazy amount of bench press reps from heavier positions now like you used to 10 years ago. So my thought from there is there's no point in being able to put up 225 pounds 35 times. You're more likely to get hurt trying to do that than functionally strength train to be a better football player. So maybe the functionality of 
what these guys are training for is helping them run these faster times. And it's also showing smaller or lower bench press reps. And you're just seeing us training football players in a different way. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, it's also, you know, body type, right? I mean, every player is different. So for the speed, I do agree with you. I think training techniques have changed where they're they're more specific. It's just like the the TB12 method, right? Nutrition, yes. It's like guys are getting actually, like when I was in high school and not like I was any superb athlete or anything. When I was in high school, I ate the grossest stuff ever. Like I had a former high school teammate be like, dude, how are you in better shape now than when you were 17 playing high school's football and basketball. Well, it's because I'm not eating fast food Wendy's triples because I'm working out twice a day and I'm actually fueling my body the right way. Yeah, you're just looking for protein in those triples, but yeah, really I'm just, it's the I'm wrong just protein. Like, yeah, I'm just thinking Wendy's triple grease carbs. I need it because I'm burning all this stuff. I wasn't thinking about it, but kids these days have the ability to say, okay, what what does my body need to make me better? And so you're actually putting better stuff into your body, which you get better out of it. All right, so uh, you answered my question. I, I, I do agree, but I, I, I was pretty wild at the start of the show when you read off all those numbers. I read them somewhere yesterday, but when you actually hear those numbers, I think, I don't know, it just it sounds different. So uh, glad we had that conversation. On to this conversation with A.J. Yeah. Brown and these two guys, these two Alabama wide receivers. We talked about it earlier this week about the Titans' need for a wide receiver, and that need for a wide receiver – is the predecessor of you know what who's going to come after Julio Jones and then who's going to fill in a gap for this coming year possibly because you know you you're going to draft a guy you expect him to play and you know whether it's an, coming off an ACL and it's later in the season or it's week 1 to be better than the guys they had behind Julio and AJ this year right because we saw where that ended up it's they struggled at times. There was drops. There was unreliability from Des Fitzpatrick. You know, NWI had some consistencies, but then some uncon- inconsistencies. So, the question we're going to ask you guys today, which I do think is is a good one, because of how Julio Jones actually came to the Titans. Well, who jockeyed for Julio to be in two tone blue? AJ Brown did. We all remember that. That TikTok video that went viral that, you know, Good Morning Football probably played 50 times and was, you know, uh, had their Titans cheerleader outfit on. (laughs) A.J. Brown helped that. So the question is, A.J. Brown, as we see, gives his stamp of approval and says either one, both are legit from the top two wideouts from Bama. The question we're going to ask you guys, is this something or is this nothing that AJ Brown has gone out on Twitter? We also saw him, you know, kind of playfully tweet at John Robinson yesterday about baseball, saying this mm-hmm. is what coach should have said. This has been my response. AJ Brown has a great personality. I think that's why he is a fan favorite. I love AJ Brown. I always have Ole Miss, you know, through and through. So I respect that. But he's a damn good football player. Something or nothing when it comes to what was said yesterday on Twitter about these two Bama wide receivers possibly being drafted by the Tennessee Titans. All right, so I see your, your guys' answers coming in. So we will uh, read those off in a second. But real quick, let me tell you guys about the Boney Joint Institute. We're talking about two guys who are injured wide receivers, right? With Jamison Williams uh, almost two months after his ACL tear and John Mechie three months 
after his ACL tear going into this draft process. But the Bone and Joint Institute, they can help you out get back to recovery uh, whenever you get hurt in life. Because just like in football, injuries happen in life. You got to make sure you know who to go to, you know who to trust. The dozen plus doctors there at the Bone and Joint Institute specialize in nearly any joint injury you could possibly have. <clears throat> so check them out, boneandjointtn.org in Franklin. Also, they got campuses in Nolansville, Thompson Station, and Brentwood for your convenience, boneandjointtn.org. $1,000. $1,000. That's the risk-free bet that you could receive if you sign up for BetMGM. New users, use that promo code ATOZ Sports. That's A-T-O-Z-S-P-O-R-T-S. Right there on the screen, you see it, the king of sports books. Go to your app store, download the app. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 for new users. If you use that promo code, you can put $1,000. If you lose, bam, right back into your account. You cannot beat that. If you win, now all of a sudden, you're playing with some big cashola. It depends on what uh, if you got plus money or if you got uh, worse odds. It doesn't really matter. You're still winning money. That is what BetMGM is hooking up with. A-T-O-Z Sports. Use that promo code. All right, so we're asking if the A.J. Brown stamp of approval for these two Bama wide receivers is something or nothing because A.J. did swing for the fences, uh, so to speak, uh, with the Julio Jones trade prep before that was made last summer. Uh, Nick saying A.J. might may not be the best scout. Hey, look, I, I, I think everybody... When A.J. Brown was making these Julio Jones videos, everybody was right there with him of, yeah, that would be awesome to have Julio Jones with A.J. Brown. So revisionist scouting from I wish we could go back. I wish we could go back. And the internet has him, Nick. Nick, the internet has him. I guarantee. Nick watches the show. I guarantee there is either a comment within this chat or on Twitter of Nick being like, we want Julio. Julio is the answer. Let's go, Julio. Yeah. Let's go get so, him. Yeah, you know, and we get caught in crossfire all the time. We put ourselves out there a little bit more, obviously. Look, we've all had bad takes before. But and maybe that's in jest, but you know, we all miss. And Julio, look, it Julio's not dead. That deal is not completely done. It's not trending in the right direction because of age and you know injury history and money, right? But he still has, I think, this year to prove himself that that deal was not as bad as it is right now. Sure. So uh, Caesar says that AJ did this last year with Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss, and it didn't happen when they had a chance in the second round. So the Titans passed on Elijah Moore once. They did not have the opportunity to draft him twice because he went to the Jets like 34th overall. I think it was the second pick of the second round uh, this past in this past draft. So they just passed on him once to take Caleb Farley. So is it something or nothing? Steven says something. Keelan says something. Sean says nothing. Karen. Karen usually watches after the show. Karen, good to see you live this morning. She says nothing. Levante says something. Sean says nothing because they both hurt and the Titans need production. Eric says nothing. He won't Elijah more last year. Uh, little Charles says nothing. Got to see uh, what's available when the Titans are picking. Alex says something. You listen to your elite players and what they want around them. Um, so yes and no, Alex. Yes, you listen to your best players and you take their opinion into consideration. But I don't think you take it uh, as, you know, everything. Scoop says he knows what Alabama wide receivers are about. So it's something. Jarrell says nothing. Bobby says nothing. 
Uh, AJ's been doing this for two years with Elijah Moore. Brent says nothing. He gave a stamp of approval for Elijah Moore. A lot of you guys bring up Elijah Moore. Nothing from Guy, nothing Billy, nothing Caesar, something from Dre. And uh, so, Zach, what is well, he's your one for two, right? He's one <laughs> for two. Which, hey, baseball guy AJ Brown, if you hit fifty, if you hit five hundred, you're off here. Oh, you know, you're you're like the best player ever. If you hit five hundred <laughs> in Major League Baseball, unless uh, you cheated, player. then you're not getting in. Yeah, AJ Brown doesn't cheat anything. AJ Brown doesn't cut corners. Come on. Uh, you know that, but all right. So Zach, your answer, something or nothing that AJ Brown has given his stamp of approval for John Matchy and Jamison Williams. So I, my, my first gut was it could be something because, you know, the Titans like to draft injured guys. <laughs> They're notorious for doing that. Because we know they that. get extra value for what those guys are when they're injured. Yeah. And where are they picking? 26. Yeah, so they're they're right in that honey hole of picking an injured guy yeah. because their draft philosophy. Now they do have to change their draft philosophy in the first round, but I, and then I thought about Julio Jones. I think that helped. I think John Robinson, you know, he wanted Julio Jones. He felt like he was the piece to possibly get him over the edge. Ends up that was not the case. I mean. They had all the pieces going into the Cincinnati divisional game, and it didn't work out. But ultimately, I'm going to say this is nothing. This is all just playful banter on the internet. And A.J. Brown knows that, even when he teases about baseball, all of that stuff. I think that this is nothing in the scheme of actually who they are going to draft. They may draft one of these two guys, but I don't think it will be any reason because of A.J. Brown put them on their radar. John Robinson and all of his scouts, I mean, that's their life's work. The the radar, these guys should be on their radar. If they're not, then that's a problem. Mm -hmm. But now I'm going to go ahead and and say nothing. Uh, Playful banter. Yeah, so there's a, it's tough because there's a, there's a all or nothing kind of answer in this uh, question that we've, Uh, asked everybody right and so for me i i think and aj brown knows these guys he's young enough and understands and has relationships especially within the sec and with social media i'm sure aj brown knows john mechie and jameson williams a little bit probably john mechie more because he was at alabama for a longer time where jameson williams was a transfer and really only played uh the one year at alabama and so i think I think it's um, it's definitely not like, oh, A.J. Brown is going to be in the draft room helping breaking down John Mechie and Jamison Williams. But I do think it's a little bit of something. I'll say it's a little bit of something and just not go nothing because the Titans need wide receivers in this room to fill out their skill sets of players. They don't need guys. They are, like They need difference difference in in their skill set and variety in their body types like they've got AJ and Julio who are similar skill set type guys they need some other dudes and if AJ Brown has some extra knowledge and familiarity with him I think it helps a little bit I'm not saying he's gonna have an impact on who they draft or what but I think it's a little bit of something but to me I don't know if both of these guys fit what the Titans are looking for and so I kind of want to dive into that a little bit well, I, I'll say this before we get there. It's nothing because it's a first-round pick. 
I think you would be correct, and I'd maybe resonate more with your little bit of something. If this was kind of a no-name guy and you could pick him up in the fourth or fifth or sixth round as an additional guy, and A.J. Brown plucked him out and say, I know this guy is going to mash in the league, right? My dark horse. If that if that happened, then I think we're we're singing a different tune. But your first round draft pick means so more because what? Why do you draft in the first round? You draft in the first round. You draft in the top ten to re-sign them. You draft in the first round to make sure that they are an integral part of your team for the future. And it's too big of a decision that I, I think impacts anything of what was tweeted out by AJ Brown. All right, so let's. Uh, I want to get to the difference of these two wide receivers here in a second. But first, Zach, uh, somebody's comment about your glasses. Uh, what? Ha- why is Zach wearing glasses? Uh, no, Farm Bureau Health Plans is hooking Zach up with his contacts, but the Magic Bucket is making Zach wear the glasses today. So go ahead and tell the folks about Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's a good. It's a good question because Farm Bureau Health Plans. I do wear contacts. I do wear glasses as well. As well, but these are a blue light glasses, right? So now I'm I'm protecting my eyes, and I'm I'm actually doing probably what Farm Bureau Health Plans wants me to do. I'm playing it safe, right? I'm protecting my health. The best part is if something does happen, then I've got my health plan. It's already in set. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Over 200 locations in the state of Tennessee. Austin, I was thinking about this this morning in the shower. I was like, well, I mean, I I have Farm Bureau health plans. Jack now has Farm Bureau health plans. We got to send out a mass email to all the A to Z employees and say, hey, if you need coverage, Farm Bureau health plans, Look, I got 20% that I'm putting back into my pocket. Yeah. That's how – and I was like, man, that is such a selfless, selfless act by me as I picked <laughs> up the soap and, and started. I was like, man, this is this is good to give back to our company. I'm, I'm just caring about our company even more, right? right. So FBHP.com will send out a, a company-wide email and just say, hey, go. FBHP.com slash A to Z. Get your health assessment. Get your quote. And then you make the decision. Here at A to Z Sports, we don't pressure you into doing anything. We don't put a gun to your head and say, do this, do this, do this. It's your choice. But we want to afford you the best possible decision that you can make by going to fbhp.com slash A to Z. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. We will also suggest this to you because it's a lot of fun. BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. Also, coming up at 2 o'clock today, Central Time, Alan Bell, Brian Edwards to set you up for the college basketball and NBA weekend. They got you coming up live here with ATOZ Sports Picks today at 2 p.m. Central Time. So, Zach, I'm going to go through the differences. And John Mechie and Jamison Williams. Because John Mechie, I, I saw John Mechie at the S- at SEC Media Days. Uh, I was about to jump on with 3HL on the zone. And then John Mechie came by. And the Alabama handler was like, hey, John's got five minutes for you right now before Nick's going to make him go back upstairs. And so I was like, okay, sure. I'll get bumped uh, for John Mechie uh, there. So but at that point, I was thinking John Mechie, lock, first round draft pick. But he's not. I, and, and even if he was healthy, I don't think John Mechie was going to be a lock first-round draft pick this upcoming year because you see the other guys are in the, around the uh, nation elevate their play. And Jamison Williams outshined John Mechie. And so I think John Mechie is more of a possession-style receiver. Jamison Williams 
Check this stat. Jamison Williams averaged 47 yards per touchdown catch this year. 47 yards per touchdown catch. That was his average distance of touchdowns this past year. John Mechie is not exactly that big play threat. So what are the Titans needing? The Titans need the big play threat. Because A.J. Brown But But let me stop you here. How much is that Alabama wide open, right? We talk about Tua and the success he has because he got Alabama open. How much is that? No, I mean, I don't deny that. Because you Uh, don't get Alabama open in the National Football League. It doesn't happen. Well, listen, but think about all the Alabama top wide receivers who've been drafted over the last couple of years. They haven't been averaging 47 freaking yards a touchdown catch. That's insane, right? Henry Ruggs is, is super fast. Now he's in jail. Uh, but anyway, but you, then you've got Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle. Those guys, superb athletes. You've, you've got the, uh, who am I thinking? I'm forgetting. Jerry Judy. There's so many of these guys who had great college careers, but Jamison Williams, different gear, different guy. And so John Mechie, before Jamison Williams, was getting some of these big plays, but not like Jamison Williams. So I, I think if you're the Tennessee Titans, you have A.J. Brown who can do it all. Awesome. And you've got your number one stud dude, right? And he's going to be paid for it here in a, about a few months. But then you're going to have Julio Jones, who at this point in his career is more of your underneath complement to A.J. Brown's all around. You don't have that guy to complement off of Julio underneath. Who is the guy that just says, I'm going deep and just beats his guy off the line and is faster than everybody? AJ can do that at times, but that's not what AJ's best thing is. So you, I think you need more of Jamison Williams than you need John Mechie. Well, so here's the one thing that we all agree on. And I we don't usually say this because we don't all agree on everything. The chat, me and you all agree yep. that if you, if John Robinson is going to keep Ryan Tannehill, and he's going to be the starting quarterback day one and for at least this season, you have to give him some help. And you got to give him some more help, right? Whether it's on the offensive line, whether it's a new tight end, or whether it's a wide receiver behind Julio Jones or A.J. Brown. I agree. You have to have wide receiver depth behind Julio Jones. I'm up in the air of where you're going to find that. If you don't get the tight end that you want, I do probably resonate with doing the first round wide receiver, Mm -hmm. but you have to give Ryan Tannehill some help because you can't leave him out to dry. Derrick Henry, you assume can, will come back and be his old self and hope he will. You assume that Julio Jones will be better. How are you going to give Ryan Tannehill every opportunity to succeed and not fail? Because Ryan Tannehill, I will say this, Ryan Tannehill, and, and we got to do a show on this later in this offseason. Okay. Ranking all of the quarterbacks that are worth a damn in the NFL, who has the most pressure on them heading into this season? Ryan Tannehill is high on that list. He may not be number one, but he is very high on the list. I think Joe Burrow has a lot of pressure on him to repeat to get back to the same success and not fall back to 500. I think Lamar Jackson has a lot of uh, pressure on him because of the injury stuff. But Ryan Tannehill, because he fell short because of the three picks, 
first throw of the game and last throw of the game in a divisional round in the best scenario that you've had since 2008, John Robinson has got to at least help alleviate some of that pressure with a guy, with a playmaker, wherever that is. So I I just posted a link from A to Z sports.com in the chat for you guys to check out at some point. And I'm going to, you know, tell you a little bit about this. And what this is, is Jack Gentry uh, found a stat about Ryan Tannehill and this Titans offense from this past year that has to improve. And that is the fact that Ryan Tannehill ranks 25th in the NFL in passes that traveled 20 or more yards in the air. And that's down the field. That's a problem because, and I think what is, why, how, why is that the right, right? There's a lot of different reasons I think and factors to that, because I think if you go back in 2019, what did Tannehill do that Mariota couldn't? Let it rip, air it out, stretch the field, right? And so in 19 and Derrick Henry, like the, the caveat sure, is sure. that for oh, most least, of the season, you didn't have Derrick Henry. But in 19 and 20, you had Ryan Tannehill and the ability to stretch the field, air it out deep. And you saw a lot of the guys getting these big touchdown catches with deep balls from Tannehill. And at some at one point, he was one of the most accurate deep ball throwers in the league for that 25-24 game stretch. Then this year, it's a new offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, and it's a different personnel. It's also a different offensive line. The pass protection struggles. And as you mentioned, uh, no Derrick Henry for a large chunk of the season. That changed a lot. And I think a key part of it is the personnel. Cleef Raymond is what Cleef Raymond was, but at least he could run fast and he hit a couple. And you didn't have that guy. You didn't. And Corey Davis was better at deep balls than what the Titans had this past year outside of A.J. Brown. And whatever you say about Corey Davis, he was more successful down the field than anybody else they had. No, I wasn't going to go there. I was just going to ask you, when have the Titans ever had this? Oh, well, you, they, I mean, they haven't in a while. No, Kenny no, Britt, I'm asking when was the last time the Titans actually had this? I mean, Kenny Britt, like, if you're talking about like legitimate deep threat, but that's the problem. Taewon Taylor was supposed to this be that, but the guy has his hands on that. Kendall Wright was supposed to be it. Yes and no. Kendall Wright was a... Uh, well, no, he wasn't it, but in Baylor, he was. That's They thought that the, he could do the same type of stuff that he did at Baylor in the pros, and we ended up, we found out real quick, and obviously surrounding pieces and, and things went into that, but that's what I'm saying, Austin. You're asking, it, and not to bring up old things, but it's just like how I get on your case of asking them to draft their future good quarterback in the 20s it's asking them to do too much. You're asking them to do something and draft a wide receiver that they've really never had in the history of their franchise. Now, it doesn't mean that they can't, but, I mean, those are the facts. They have never had the guy that well, you were describing. Here, uh, Quay nailed it. It's Nate Washington. Nate Washington is the last guy that was legitimately a deep threat, uh, and, and you got and that, that guy. That free agency years. pickup out of Pittsburgh. Great signing, right? It worked. And, and and Nate had a great career here. Unfortunately, it was just the, during the worst time in his franchise's history. Uh, but again, like I, I think I, I think that's why they need a guy like Jamison Williams. And that and you, there's others in this draft class, like Chris Olave is smooth as could possibly be. And the fact that Chris Olave ran a four three eight and he has the type of route uh that he routes that he can run in that too. And Jahan Dotson, a guy we talked about. Earlier in the week, ran four four two or four four three, I believe, which is fast enough. 
but you you need somebody who can be that deep threat. And I think Jamison Williams is that. And going back to the Alabama conversation, John Mechie is not quite that. If the Titans did not have Julio Jones, then John Mechie makes a lot of sense. But they do have Julio Jones, so I don't think there's quite that fit. And then where is John Mechie going to go? Right, He's got a month head start on the ACL compared to um, uh, Jamison Williams, but is he a second-round guy? Is he a third-round guy? Just because he was not as uh, spectacular this past year as he was I think it just depends on the first round, right? You know, how many wide receivers end up going off the board, and then that will kind of shake out whether he's two or three. In in Mel Kuyper's mock, he had uh, six in the first round, including the Titans picking – Dotson at 26 and Jamison Williams at 28. Well, yeah, because there it's more wide receiver heavy this year. Be, and this is a good, hey, good problem to have if you're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round if you're the Titans, because quarterbacks, as we'll mention here shortly, they are not, there's not an overarching, oh, they, this guy's a slam dunk. These three guys are going to go. Like, you're going to have to reach on these quarterbacks. And so that has kind of overtaken the draft over the last several years. I mean, you had five in one year, remember? You do because you called that. So yep. like that you that's five picks. That's I mean, you're you're now and there's also not a clear cut number one overall pick, too. So everything, the chain of command has now shifted on down because there's not a clear Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. Nobody's going like and there's really not even an Eric Fisher type or Mario Williams type that is. This uh, is there's a, there's a couple stud tackles. At the there top are stud, there are stub, but there's not a clear cut. This guy is the number one pick. The Jags have even come out and floated out. They want to trade. So that's because well, they have their quarterback. You, that's the thing. Well, they have their quarterback, but they want to trade. The problem is nobody wants to trade up because there's not a quarterback to draft number one overall. This is a very unique draft. I'd, I'm not a, and I don't claim to be a draft guru. It, it gives me headaches. I like free agency and I like football, but. I would like to look back to see and compare this type of draft. When was the last time they had, as I just described, this type of draft and what happened, right? No clear-cut number one quarterback. No quarterback that you trade up to get, right? Like uh, a a number of a, a team that, like the Jags, that already have their quarterback, as you mentioned, there's got to be a draft. There's that uh, has. Let's go with 2017. Miles Garrett, number one pick, right? And that was Mitch Trubisky skyrocketing throughout this process. Is, is that it? Uh, that's the closest one. We're probably not going to find a no. I mean, exact 2017 comp. is probably the most most recent of Miles Garrett. I believe he was the most recent non-quarterback number one overall. Um. But then you had Mitch Trubisky go number two, which was just dumb as hell. But um, after one year Ryan starting, Pace? yes, there's the, the the Mark Sanchez draft and whatever year that was, uh, which now we're getting. You know, there's the 2013 draft we talked about a couple of years ago that was just a terrible first round for the most part uh, because you had busts all over the place. So I mean, there's. Uh, I forget who the Johnny Manziel draft was in with the 2014 class, uh, but you, there's 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 draft classes out there that have that. And the problem for the Titans is when you're picking 26th and there's not a lot of quarterbacks because I don't think the Titans are in a quarterback market. They are in a quarterback market only if a great opportunity lands in their lap. 
But when you're not in the quarterback market and there's not a good quarterback market in the draft, then unfortunately you're going to have skill guys that you like not fall to you because teams aren't drafting as many quarterbacks ahead of you. It benefited the Titans the last couple of years to have a bunch of quarterbacks taken ahead of them because it moved positional players down towards them to allow more talent to fall to the later picks. Yeah, no, fair. You, I, I want to know, we did this on radio, I think we did, how big our hands are because yeah, Kenny, we did. but I don't remember, oh, do you have a ruler? This would be great if we were still in studio, but, you know, we've evolved. <laughs> I may be in Key West right now. You never uh, know. Or I may be in a library. I've got the, I got the old, like, you got uh, a tape measure. Oh. Tape measure via. Uh, like, I got a tape measure too. Hold on. Do you really? How about that? <clears throat> now, can I measure my own hands properly? That's the hard thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this, but Zach's finding his tape measure while Zach goes to look for it. Oh, did you get it? You got to put his earpiece back in. You got your tape measure? Oh, yeah, I got two, but, you know, it doesn't help you. But I, I if I could throw it through, I would. Yeah, I would catch it because I get good hands. Uh, they might not be the biggest, but I've got really good hands. I can catch anything uh, but besides COVID. Uh, but anything. So, uh, so I don't right, know well, if I so can. Let, let's do this on the other side. Let's do this. All right, so we will measure our hands, uh, but first, Zach, tell everybody about Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai, short trip, short trip, (laughs) whatever you are, it's a short trip to Wilson County Hyundai to find an unbelievable ride. WilsonCountyHyundai.com, you can go online and look at their inventory, whether it's the Sonata that I own, which is a four-door sedan, or or the Palisade, which is a full-size SUV. Man, that Palisade is sleek. And if you are looking for uh, a new SUV for your family, I truly, I saw Palisade. Yet, I literally saw Palisade yesterday and I was like, man, I like the look of that car. I, I do. I, and this is no joke. I, I, I noticed it. I was in Brentwood. I was like, I like that. I really like that. You can like that and you can drive it, test drive it like Austin and I have at Wilson County Hyundai. Payne Bone and his team will hook you up with a great deal, fuel efficiency, and cost effective at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. All right, about to measure our hands, but you can uh, download the BetMGM app and use our code ATOZ Sports. You get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 with your first bet after your first deposit. So check that out. It's a great way uh, to jumpstart your bankroll here, the BetMGM app, and A to Z Sports Picks with Alan Bell and Brian Edwards coming up at 2 p.m. Central Time on these same channels to get you ready for your betting weekend across sports. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee-only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued if not with trouble. Free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days. For problem game support, call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. So, measuring our hands. I have a... I think the love, well, wait, the love of the show goes to Titans Kyle because this made me laugh because they do this a lot on TikTok. Sometimes it's overplayed. Sometimes it's well done. But Kyle says, Zach, that didn't look short to me. That looks average uh talking about that that's a good joke if you've seen that on tiktok so kyle that made me laugh you get the love of the show all right so uh, i don't know how i can measure this because mine's a like the uh the, well, that's how they measure them the, mine's gonna yeah, be but more they difficult. have another person do it i don't have another person i can't get sophie and bella from their naps to come hold the tape measure they don't have thumbs 
Well, you have the I, you have the the hard tape measure that you can help to your advantage by yourself. I don't. So, so what is Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett eight and a half. <clears throat> the smallest hands, and we go from pinky to thumb, right? Pinky to thumb, pinky to thumb. The smallest hands in the NFL of any current NFL quarterback, Kenny Pickett, at eight and a half inches. I am at <clears throat> right here. Nine and I mean I don't know nine and a fourth. Nine and a fourth. I I am right under eight and a half. I'm right under eight and a half. I'm like eight, I'm like right slightly under eight and a half. I'm using my agenda as a flat surface to help me out here. Is this, so that's what I should tell everybody. I'm nine and a fourth. <laughs> I'm not about nine and a fourth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm nine and a fourth. I mean, that's where I am right here. There you go. Uh, so eight, I'm I right I under play eight ball. Put so I, I would have, I have smaller hands than Kenny Pickett, but that's fine. He's taller than I am. I'm well, right. So I'm, now let's go to our question, which I think is good. Kenny Pickett has the smallest hands of any cor- current NFL quarterback. Is that a big deal? Small deal or no deal? Big deal, small deal, or no deal? I'm very actually curious about this comment because, uh, you know, these are small hands. They're small. Like, Austin, you have small hands, but you're also I, I, not but trying I to play NFL quarterback. I don't have small hands. I, have, I don't have, for how tall I am, I'm 5'11". I don't have small hands for, for my height. I have average hands for my height. How tall is Kenny Pickett? He's probably like six one. Let's see here. Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is six three. Oh wow. <laughs> so he's got tiny like how tall are you, Zach? Uh six two and a half. Right? So Kenny Pickett is taller than you and has significantly smaller hands. He's taller than you and has my hand size. That's not normal. <laughs> that is that's the difference there. So is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal? That's what we're asking. Let's go through the comments. Uh, let's see. Oh, oh, don't kill John. He's nine and a half. So he's got some big hands right there. Big uh, big pause. Demetrius so, says yeah. no deal. So, Scott says small deal. Small deal from Yannick. Um, let's see here. No deal from Steven. Small deal coming in from Joe. Uh, Jeff, Big Ten Jeff just says you're basic. Uh, okay. Dre, Dre says no deal. Jared says small deal. Jarrell says big deal if he goes to a North team. That, yep. That well, think about it, he played in Pittsburgh though, and but, he was right. fine in Pittsburgh. He played in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that, which is one of those AFC North locations, right? So I think he that that doesn't that kind of kill that if he's if he plays in, yes. or he has played there. Now we think about this: the college football season ends. Thanksgiving weekend. Correct. And the NFL, look at the, the NFL picture. season ends look, in mid January. Look at the picture at the bottom of the screen. What does he do? Wears gloves. Does he have, well, that's, that's his front. Does it, does both, do both hands have gloves? both hand, both look, if you take a close, I see his yeah, you're back right. hand yeah. has a glove. Yeah. You can see the fingertips. That's why you, you're going to yeah. be Teddy, Teddy, two gloves. Where it was picket. Um, Man, we got to come up with this. Teddy Two Gloves is a tough nickname to to get better than. Kenny, I don't know. 
What? Uh, here's another question. What was this guy's name on Scary Movie? I don't know. Are you going to look it up? Is his name... So, all right, you, while you looked it up, does it Hanson. hurt? Hanson? <laughs> He's Hanson. <laughs> Hanson Pickett? Hanson Pickett. Hanson. Well, I, now I get it. The scary yeah. movie reference is funny because it, it's spelled H-A-N-S-O-N, So, but it's Hanson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That, that, was, that movie was made... That just got me, what, 20 years? I don't know when Scary Movie was. 1999? No. Let's say Scary Movie. We're big on Google today. That was the second one. That wasn't the first 2000. 2000 was Scary Movie. So 22 Zach years later. Just got a, a 22-year-old joke just made Zach lose it. The, the writers for Scary Movie got me good this morning. Oh, that was man. good. Hanson. <laughs> Oh geez. All right. So back on the rails here. So is it a is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal? I mean, I think it's a small deal. I think the fact that he probably has to wear gloves for his whole career uh to help him out with this. And look, he had success at Pittsburgh in that cold weather, but you know, when does the weather get its worst? It's it's December and January, which is when the NFL is won and lost, uh, when it comes to your playoff future. And so I think it's a small deal. It's not a no deal, and it's not a big deal. He has the smallest hands of any current NFL quarterback. So Joe Burrow had undersized hands. Ryan Tannehill has undersized hands. Uh, then you've got Josh Allen, who's got massive freaking paws. And that guy can throw – it looks like he's throwing a Nerf Vortex uh, and how far it goes and how his hands look. But So it's it's something. It's just not – it's just not every – I'm not concerned about uh, Kenny Pickett in the NFL because of his hand size. So Joe Burrow has nine-inch hands, and then the other guy I looked up was Daniel Jones because that guy can't hold on to the football. <laughs> not all of his fault. A lot of it is his offensive line. He has nine and three-fourths-inch hands. Right. This is a half-inch difference than Joe Burrow. Marcus Mariota had 10 plus inch hands. That guy had, and I remember Huge. shaking that guy's hands. Yeah, his massive. His fingers, I mean, very long fingers. Didn't and help. So it's all about it's all about the strength of your hands, right? It's not about the size, it's about the strength. And so what what Kenny Pickett said is that he did not get his hands measured at the at the senior bowl because he wanted a couple extra weeks to work on the ex the hand because you can do hand exercises. To, uh, to make your hands flat. To be able to spread out and, and, and stretch. And so, you know, you do that to take advantage of it. But you also get the guy you know, who walks around with a, his tank top on, squeezing the grip thing. And so if you if you get strong-ass hands, you can hang on to the ball. It doesn't matter as much. Man, I, I'm, I'm caught between, I, no, I'm caught between think, no deal and small deal. I think wide receiver hands... Are, I don't know if it's more important or just as important than than quarterback hands, because wide receiver hands. What are you doing? You're catching the football that's coming at you in high velocity. Quarterbacks are having to throw it and hold on to it, and but they're catching like shotgun snaps. I, I, I'm this. I, I'm at a no deal. 
And you're, you're I, full out no deal. I'm, I'm at a no deal because where do you think Kenny Pickett? What round do you think he's going to get drafted? First round. It's a no deal. That's why. But it's it, not it, about his draft. It, it's about no. It, it is the, because he's going to get drafted, and if he goes to a good team, he's proven that he can play quarterback. He's proven that he took Pitt to a big uh, a big six. So I, like, I'm saying no deal on this. It's it's good fodder, as you say, right? Good combine fodder. I but besides that, fodder. I it's it's no deal. Okay, you're flat out no deal. Okay. Fine with me. Yeah, I, I'm saying I say small deal just because I, I do think he's gonna have to wear gloves his whole career. Like that, which he's done obviously for a reason. That helps. Man, you just can't wear gloves that are too sticky, like cutters. That doesn't work. Cutters are ridiculous. But anyway, A to Z Sports here live on this Friday. I'm excited, genuinely excited about my good news because I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's a really cool story that we're going to talk about here in a second. What's your good news this week? Ain't that good news? We wrap up our Fridays and our week every week with good news, sharing your good news, our good news, good news all around. So get ready for your good news. Uh, But real quick, let me tell everybody about our friends at Renters Warehouse. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply head to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. There's a bunch of different ways uh, that Renters Warehouse can help you out and your family by creating extra cash flow uh, for you and your family by renting out your property instead of selling it. They always say you make money when you buy real estate, not when you sell it. And so if you rent it out instead of selling it, you get that extra money in your pocket every month by someone else paying that mortgage plus some. And Renters Warehouse does all of the work for you at renterswarehouse.com. A to Z Sports, we are presented by BetMGM in our morning show. You can see that right there in the middle of the screen. Code A-T-O-Z Sports. It's Friday. Ain't that good news to wrap up the week every Friday? So a lot of you guys have good news uh, flying in. Denise just says good news, yes. Uh, Let's see. uh, Alex says my son's... uh, Four-month-old doc is at doctor appointment today. Yeah, not good news for him since he gets shots, but it's fun to see him grow every day. But it's good to have those benchmarks uh, there. Brock says, youth basketball team he coaches beat the arch nemesis last night for the first time in 30 years. Whoa, what? history How, is hold made. Hold on, time out, time out. How does youth basketball have 30-year arch nemesis? Well, I'll give you a good example. And it actually hits probably close to home to you. How long has the Brentwood Blaze been around? Uh, since some like the mid-90s. Right? So, I mean, that's a long time. They Say have what? these. I don't Say know where what? he's from. The Franklin Cowboys can go to hell. Right? There's a rivalry. <laughs> There's a rivalry. But, the Franklin youth, Cowboys and the Brentwood Blaze. But youth youth basketball doesn't necessarily have that. Like youth well, football. He may be li- he may live in Indiana. Maybe. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Does it is it like Indiana versus Kentucky youth basketball? Like right? because he that may be in Louisville. Insane. That that's hilarious. But like 30 year rivals, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. So more that, that's Kool-Aid for everybody. <laughs> Mondo Mondos. Mondos? Mondi. You ever you oh, used yeah, to drink juices? those Mondos? Mondos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick says, our builder poured the footing and foundation this week. Only eight more months in my in-laws' finished basement. That's good news. Just trickling. Hey, by the, by the time you're out, Nick, it's football season. <laughs> We're in football season. Yeah, man cave. Out to yourself. 
Stacy says, good news, the UTC men's basketball team is number one in the SoCon tournament. Look, UTC, speaking of BetMGM, you win some money off the, the mocks there. Jeff says, good news, in Orlando for his 28th birthday. Going to try to get in on a Mardi Gras float at Universal, throw some beads. Uh, there you go. Uh, so, more good news. Let's see, I'm trying to scroll through some good news. Uh, Sean, good news, wife starts a new job Monday. Really proud of her, she's going to kill it. Awesome. Uh, great stuff for uh, Sean's wife there. Um, good news uh, from Demetrius filing his taxes this weekend. Hashtag tax season. Yep, Bobby, good news closed on the first house. That's awesome. Brooke, good news uh, paid by Uncle Sam for the year. Tax return deposited. Oh Brooke man, I still hadn't gotten mine back. I need to check my account. I've been waiting. I mean, that's been a year. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Zach says good news. Garth Brooks tickets go on sale in fifty-five minutes. Are you on that? Are you on that, Zach? That was discussed. Uh, let's see. Let me check my schedule real quick. Um, I'm not, nah, I don't know. I got screwed last time, right? It got rained out. It was, it was a sad day. It got, it got drenched out. Uh, That was a crazy, I was out in Nashville that night too. Just bizarre. Um, let's see. Uh, Ahmad spring break next week. Don't have to worry about any assignments. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the spring break while you got it. Uh, Aaron says, good, got a great workout at the gym yesterday. Good news. Uh, Steven says, my family has installed hate on his Little League t- uh, teams, and they still talk about it. That's hilarious. And then uh, Danny says, his son decided he wanted a mullet. He looks awesome with it. Ain't that good news? Ten-year-old rocking around with a, with a mullet. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. All right, my good news lines up with good news that Jacob – has said, my good news is the Zakai Ziegler family story. That the Tennessee Vols fan base showed out. That's insane. Donated over 350K to Zakai Ziegler's family for whose house was burnt down in Brooklyn uh, within the last week or so. And the story is pretty incredible. So I've, I've got the, fun, the GoFundMe that was set up. It is currently sitting at $361,000. $361,000. And it was created like less than 48 hours ago. It's absolutely crazy of how that happened. So the story on this, Zakai Ziegler is a freshman point guard off the bench for Tennessee basketball this year. Undersized guy, 5'9", just absolute uh, you know, guy who comes spark plug for this team. And uh, his family, uh, who was not well off up in Brooklyn because Ziegler told stories about not having enough money to ride the train home from school up in Brooklyn and just sneaking on in the luggage department. Uh, but Ziegler's mom takes care of his special needs four-year-old nephew and who needs a wheelchair and other uh, leg braces to function, to get around. And so everything gone in the house fire. And so the fact that the University of Tennessee could set up a legitimate GoFundMe for Zakai Siegler's family and then have Vol Nation turn out like this. And you start to see other SEC fan bases jump in and other school fan bases from across the country jump in too. This is what sports is about, right? It's being able to have spread somebody's story to help out a family in need and do it the right way. And Mrs. Ziegler has said that whatever they don't need uh, they are going to give back to charity because over 360k in 48 hours or less is absolutely ridiculously crazy. Uh, so well, you can say whatever you want about Vol Twitter and Vol Nation being nuts, 
but they protect their own and make sure they back up their own. And this is a great example of that. Well, look, they're Tennessee volunteers, right? I mean, they, they wear that as a badge of honor and absolutely they, they have come to the aid of, for a great cause. I think this is fabulous news. And I think, and you kind of hinted at it, you know, this is the good side of the internet. This is what the internet does that impacts and helps and changes lives instead of trying to cancel or argue or troll or do all the other stuff that the internet terribly does that I cannot stand. But this is the good side of it. So I think that's great news. That's my good news. Zach, what is your good news? I have no idea what it's going to be. Actually, no, I do. I think I I I do know what it's going to be. What was I thinking earlier? Now I forgot what I was predicting. All right. Well, I'm changing lives. And what I will be doing is, oh, I will, I am officially ordained. I am, I am actually going to conduct my cousin's wedding. Oh, no. I'm going to marry (laughs) my cousin and her fiance. I'm, I'm doing it. That's why, and I, but it's a Western style. So that's why I'm getting my, I got to get my face in gear. That's why I've made the, again, a week out, right? So I got to get my, my good scruff, my good Western scruff. Oh, wow. Cowboy hat. I'll have my book. I'll, I'll have my sermon. I'll have whatever I need to say. And then I will be, look, I've spoke at funerals, unfortunately, uh, too many of them. But now I'm going the opposite direction and I am, I am marrying. Uh, two individuals. So uh, check that off my list in my life. So I'm very excited uh, about that next week. Uh, I I do think um, Jared is right on something because this is what next weekend. Yeah. So I think when, as you lead up to it and then afterwards, you have to be very particular with how you say this, because you cannot say that you're marrying your cousin. (laughs) Even though, That, even though that is, that is good that, i didn't even look we get caught with our words like obviously yeah, yeah. like that's what she said type stuff but jared i'm titans kyle i'm ripping the love of the show that's like uh, that's got to get the love of the show so you you have to be specific with this because i actually had a similar situation not with my cousin but uh one of our buddies travis haney uh was our officiant and so i, I we would be in like conversations and I'm like, yeah, Travis uh, married me, and 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 it sounds, and you're like, no, that's not, that's not right but at all. Mary, was, I, I'm marrying my cousin next weekend. Yes, you're right, Gary. <laughs> now this is going to be a hilarious joke uh, next weekend with my yeah. family. <laughs> that is good. You're getting the love of the show because that I didn't oh. even think twice about that, but it sounds really bad. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. Hilarious. I, I think, yeah, definitely leading up to it, you need to use this joke to your benefit. Uh, but also, when you're not talking to people who you know, you did not marry your cousin. Uh, you officiated your cousin's wedding. <laughs> I'm officiating my cousin's wedding. Officiating my cousin's wedding. Officiating my cousin's yeah. wedding. Officiating yeah. my cousin's wedding. All right, yes. I got it. All right. That's awesome. That's a great way to end the week. I love that. That's awesome. All right, so... Hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, The weather in Nashville is going to be absolutely amazing. So get outside, enjoy the sunshine, be safe. And uh, uh, Buck Rising, still in Indianapolis where it's not sunny. Uh, But uh, so Buck Rising will continue to have great NFL combine coverage. 
throughout the weekend and on A to Z Sports Primetime on Sunday. Don't forget all the podcast networks. He'll have a great conversation on the 615 sessions on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network, the website, everything. We'll see you guys. Have a great weekend. Talk to you Monday. Adios.